as I start today's session, I want you to know you don't need to be a millionaire to leave a meaningful legacy to your loved ones. And in this episode, I'll present five steps that you should take to determine and begin your journey on planning and funding your financial legacy. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. In this episode, we'll discuss the steps you should take if you want to or you need to set up a financial legacy for your dependents or for charitable organizations. So let's begin. As we age or take on dependents, it's natural to begin to think about ways to leave individuals, if you will, there are values, the knowledge we've accumulated during life, and any remaining financial resources we have, we wanna pass these on to future generations. Now, as I start today's session, I want you to know you don't need to be a millionaire to leave a meaningful legacy to your loved ones. And in this episode, I'll present five steps that you should take to determine and begin your journey on planning and funding your financial legacy. But the key is you don't need to be a millionaire. This is really important. Now, I believe you should begin building your legacy today as part of your overall financial planning. And so why is that? The reason is it takes careful thought and implementation to get your legacy plan in place. And also, you don't know when that plan is going to be needed. Something unfortunate could happen to you. So deciding to leave a financial legacy and taking the steps to put it in place has to be an element of your financial plan. It should be one of the major matters that you consider. And as I've really mentioned in prior episodes, I believe you need to reach out to a qualified professional, legal and or financial, to assist you in putting in place the necessary plans and documents to fully implement your legacy plan. So overall, here are my five suggested steps to creating your legacy. Step number one, put your own savings plan in place. As they tell you when you go on the airline, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you help your loved ones put on theirs. So if you want to help others live a more financially secure life, you need to have one yourself. One of the smartest ways to provide a financial legacy for others is to put a robust retirement savings strategy in place to secure your future. And I think this is a, a key phrase I've learned or, or a, key, a key phrase I've learned that's very important. There are no loans for retirement. You can't borrow money for retirement. You have to have the assets in place. So if you don't have a plan for your financial future, you don't have one today, your loved ones may have to provide one for you in the future. So one of the greatest gifts you can give your dependents, your loved ones, and charitable organizations that you care for is freedom from any sort of financial burden that you would give them. And that requires putting your plans in place. Get that financial plan in place. So number one, if you will, is put your own savings plan in place. Number two, create a will. I will tell you, everyone needs a will. And not just wealthy people, everyone does, but it's, a partic it's particularly important if you're a parent. 
the will puts in place the financial decisions you've made regarding how much legacy you're leaving and how that legacy should be used. It will, you should also, as you do your will, and I'm not a lawyer, but these are major things I think we're all aware of. You need to specify who's going to be the guardian for your kids and take care of them. And overall, I believe only about uh, 40% of Americans have a will at this point, only 40%. And I'll tell you, if you have kids, even if you don't have a lot of assets, you really need to specify these things to make sure your the key things you want your children to have or the way they need to be brought up or who's going to take care of them if something happens to you is, is put in place. And again, today, many people are not putting a will in place. And I think uh, as I look back, to, I've, I've got some research here and I, it was disclosed in the most recent health and retirement survey from the University of Michigan's Center for Retirement Research. Only 49% of people over the age of 50 and above have a will. So that's 49% people over the age of 50. So maybe their kids are grown, but they still haven't put a will in place. So step number two, you really have to get a will. And if you don't have one, it doesn't cost a fortune to have one put in place, but please, please take action to do so. Step number three, determine who should be your beneficiaries. Who's going to benefit from the financial legacy you're going to leave behind? And leaving a legacy means giving something that will be valued and treasured by those who survive after your death. And most financial legacies come in the form of cash or trust accounts that are set up for specific purposes, such as, for instance, a trust set aside for education or money put aside for future living expenses. In some cases, there are you decide to make a donation of specific assets, such as a home, such as maybe another other real estate that you own. So it's your first priority is to make sure the needs of your immediate family and dependents are properly addressed. And again, I suggest working with a financial professional to determine the amount of money needed to fund college costs, future living expenses, burial costs, and other key expenses for your family. At the same time, as you do this planning, you might want to leave a charitable bequest to a nonprofit organization. The possibilities there are endless in terms of naming beneficiaries. You could have a religious organization, a museum, an arts organization, community groups, for instance, that are focused on food security and other social conscious issues, social consciousness issues, schools and universities organizations that hold annual events, youth sports, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And really a bequest can also be a way to contribute in a larger amount in your death, if you will, than you could while you were living. And again, there's a lot of freedom here. You can name the charitable organization, friend, family member, to receive a share of your estate. So making sure the beneficiaries are carefully thought out. I'll give you one that more and more people are doing, and that's taking a portion of the their assets and, and giving them to churches that they care for. A lot of folks are doing that to, and making sure they give maybe, and a lot of people are following a provision of giving 10% of their assets to a church that they care for. And I think that's uh, to be commended. So step four is, you know, you've, you've, you've thought about it, you've got your retirement plan in place, you know, you've got your beneficiaries nailed down. Step four is funding your plan. So what do you put in to your legacy plan? And so you have to decide how to fund it. 
So maybe you're lucky, you've got a lot of existing assets you can use then to fund your legacy, or you may need to consider products such as life insurance to generate cash in the future when it's needed should you, uh, should you have an unfortunate event. Now remember, life insurance gathers, delivers cash in the future when it's needed, cash for future delivery. And the proceeds from a life insurance policy can help your loved ones pay for day-to-day -day expenses, childcare, education costs, and more. And it can also provide the cash that you want to have to fund those bequests to charitable or religious organizations. So you go through these considerations, you work with a financial professional, you get your legacy and plan in place. Step five is really important. And step five is you need to keep that plan up to date. And what I suggest is at least once a year and more frequently, if your family changes, so you have more children, you go through a divorce, you have other issues with other, maybe a family member becomes ill who wasn't ill before, and you want to provide something for them. Those, those are the key reasons why you have to update your legacy plan every year. And when you do this, this updating effort should include updating any beneficiary information, again, taking your money and maybe reallocating it to people more in need than they were a year ago, and any other major changes you want to make. So those were the five steps. And what I could summarize for you today is this, creating a legacy, it's an admirable, admirable thing for each of us to do. And it takes thought and investment. If you have children, they'll definitely benefit by you taking the time and effort to put the plan in place and to fund it. And if you want to benefit others, you really need to put that plan in place using the five steps. So that's it for today. Good luck in putting your legacy plan in place. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financialverse, please visit financialverse.com.